A brief message from your friendly neighborhood editing Jordan. We tend to try to keep things pretty PG-13 around here, but this is an improv podcast. So who knows what we're going to say. Sometimes we throw in some swearing, some sexual content, and some violence. So as a general warning, viewer discretion is advised. Also to be noted, the opinions stated about a certain tabletop role-playing game are just that, our opinions. We love the game and we like talking about it. So any criticisms are really just all in good fun. That being said, wizards, please hire us. All right, with that out of the way, let's get on with the show. Regarding Embrangers. <laughs> I thought you liked her now. I did, but it's called character growth, and now I don't. I feel like character it's character degeneration. Regression. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you went well, back. Well, but there's, there's going to be more later. Sorry, that was last week's bit. But yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, why are we still in the D and D bit? What is this? <laughs> uh, there are no accidents. Um, I don't know. I did the introduction most time, mostly last time. Someone else explain what we're doing here today. Uh, we're bringing back D and D TTRPG horror stories from Reddit. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. We're doing this again. We're reading some horror stories. We're going to talk about them. We're going to react. Back to him. Mm-hmm. Has anybody been able to find a princess update? That's the first important thing to talk about because I have not seen ah. anything from that game, and I'm what was the so name of that? What was the name of that user? I can was check that, real quick. Yeah, was that yeah. Gogalore? It was Gogalore. Yeah, Gogalore. We stand Gogalore, unless they're a horrible we person. Do stand we Gogalore don't here. stand Gogalore. You slash Gogalore. Oh, you're checking. Okay. I got Gogalord. I don't think it was God. Dragagalore, Gogogalore, Egolore, Gogalore lag. Whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll find it later. Because, I mean, I know I said the full name. I think there was, like, some numbers in it as well mm-hmm. or something. We can find it if we just go watch our old video, which is appearing on the card right now above us. <laughs> Maybe. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Uh, wow, look at the thing. It's Hey, that's getting kind of close, huh? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that bet is getting a little close, huh? And that episode reference is in another car. I don't think you can do two. I don't think you can do two. I, uh, two. I, I upload videos. I don't think you can do two. <laughs> You're not saying you know. True. We'll find out. It. We could do the old-fashioned <laughs> annotations. <laughs> oh, those things. Oh, my goodness. That's Some of those videos were crazy. Crazy. And that's when we find out that Jordan just forgot to put any cards in the video. That oh she I, she, I don't think she would do that. She's responsible. Yeah. Eh, are we sure about that? Hey everybody, welcome to the Nat One Podcast, aka Nope, because nope, you're not gonna want to hear what we're about to have to say. I'm Pertusa. I'm Levi. And I'm Jordan. But anyways, <laughs> who do we want to start with today? Who's going to start us off today? I got a lot. Can I go? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm going to give you guys a collection and I want you to pick, okay? Well, mm-hmm. actually, I don't want you to pick. I, I have six. So you just guys pick two through six for me. Two. Seven. Okay. Dang it, Jordan. You... <laughs> uh, okay. I panicked five. <laughs> Uh, well, here we have. Uh, I'm on r slash crit crab is where I'm exploring. Shout out to crit crab. You're a crit crab. Um, 
I have you slash food poisoning. Food poisoning, thank you. Uh, my first D&D memory. <clears throat> this is kind of a lengthy one, so so buckle up. I'll try to be a little hasty. I'll, I'll yeah. For the purpose of this story, I will be, for the most part, referring to people by the class they are playing. I don't. I didn't need that preamble, but thank you. Hello, everyone. First time posting. Okay, relatively new to D&D. They've been interested in playing. They never actually had anyone to play with. They watched campaigns on YouTube, Twitch. Um, they became very familiar with the mechanics of D&D, never had a chance to play. Then an online friend of Food Poisonings started to play a campaign, and they did a trainer campaign to familiarize new players. And so that, that's where they started. They all started at level one, except for one player, but they said we'll get to that. The first session was pretty basic. They fought a couple rats and nearly got knocked comically unconscious by them. It was fun. The group was small at the time, as not everyone who wanted to play was ready. So for session one, the players were the DM, a person's friend. They had a DMPC, an elf paladin, uh, which I'm just going to call paladin from now in, now on. They had an ASMR sorcerer. Uh, and a warlock. Uh, someone that the the author notes food poisoning notes they weren't particularly tr- close to the warlock, but they knew the sorcerer and the paladin well. And then themselves, a cleric, a warforged cleric. I don't know if that's going to matter or not. Um, session two. They said that they wrote this session two post hours after it happened. Uh, Paladin couldn't make it. That was the DM. Um, oh no! <laughs> interesting. That's I'm confused. I, Already I we're getting interesting. Oh no 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 no! I was wrong. Okay, it was, uh, it was a little poorly written here because the line is DM equals DM, and then just a singular space. My friend equals Paladin. Uh, so I, I thought it was like DM. My friend is playing a Paladin. So there's a DM. And then the friend is a paladin. Okay. Two separate entities. Bad <laughs> punctuation. Bad use of yeah. punctuation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so the paladin couldn't make it. But another friend, a human ranger, came. Uh, then there was the sorcerer. Uh, no, a friend of the sorcerer came playing a kobold hexblade warlock. Calling them hexblade from now on instead of warlock. Um, and then a third person joined that they all were friends with. Everybody was friends with. They were playing a custom lineage half tiefling barbarian named Gaston. Mm. No one. <laughs> oh no. The session began with the guild master assigning more newbies for warlock to mentor. Intro Gaston, the ranger, and Hexblade. I like they don't call them Barbarian, they call them Gaston in particular. Mm, uh, <laughs> there's probably a reason. Yeah. Can I make a character who's actually a halfling and his name's LeFou and he's really good friends <laughs> with Gaston and he follows him around everywhere? That's later. Spoilers. Um, they received a quest to check out a disturbance for a farmer and his wife caused by a local wildfire. They, on their trek, the Hexblade acted like a gremlin kobold and tried to climb the shoulder of the tallest party member, which was our author, Food Poisoning, a 6-4 Warforged. Sure, okay. They let him do it. I don't even know if that was an important detail, but whatever. They found seven-foot-tall cobblestone walls around most of the property, except for exits and entrances. Okay. 
Warlock, Hexblade, and author see a bear just out of the way. They roll initiative. I, I guess it was aggressive where they just really didn't like that bear. They didn't um, like how I was looking at him. Yeah. Uh, they rolled initiative. The Hexblade jumped off the person's shoulders. And then pretty much they all ganged up on it and beat up a, the first bear. I guess there's more bears. More bears. Yeah. Yeah, they immediately spotted another bear after this. Come on, give me into the action here. Uh, soon after, Gaston and Sorcerer joined us in the fields. We They dispatched the second bear. Warlock calls out for help. Getting another bear. <laughs> so many bears. Oh my god, what is this? They are not pack animals, I don't think, right? Bears, <laughs> uh, they <yeah>. are now. <laughs> uh, in my world, actually, bears are pack animals. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> it's Canon and Vivian now. No, it's oh. not. Yes, it Here is. Here you we have go. no say over that. You now just said. And what? It's true. No. Uh, the author says, now the real fun begins. A fourth significantly larger bear <laughs> emerges. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What? Um, they, okay. Where, where was I? I lost myself. Okay. The author gets a brilliant idea. They threw the kobold hexblade. Fair enough. Uh, they did it. They were on board. It was like agreed upon consensual kobold throwing. Um, grabbed him, threw him with a successful check, but he had to roll a deck save to land. Natural twenty. Okay, sure. Where I just want more guests on at this point. <laughs> uh. They keep they kept fighting the big bear. Ten, oh, oh, what did I miss? Wait. <laughs> Satisfied that we pulled off what I thought would be the highlight of the night, I prepared myself to take the long trek around, I guess. They're still fighting the big bear. I don't know what he means by the long trek around. I guess it was hard to get to the bear. Hence hey, the it's a big bear. Yeah. See, my question is, where were they trying to go that the DM didn't want them to go? So the DM just kept throwing bears in their I don't way. know. Uh, I love their writing here. So he's like, I got to take the long trek around. But oh boy, was I wrong. Not even 10 minutes later. And I suppose that probably means in real time, not in game time. Gaston flies into rage and decides he is getting to the other yard. He tries to crash through the cobblestone wall with rage, getting him advantage on strength checks. He rolls a nap 20, catapults through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Uh, got, pulled the attention of the bear off of the Hexblade and the Ranger. Um, they just blast spells, healed it. Oh, just blah. Gaston gets another natural 20 with a javelin throw and kills the big bear. <gasps> Hell yeah, Just Gaston. like the one from the movie, <laughs> The Hunter. Oh, uh, that's the whole story. That's it? That's the whole story. <laughs> I feel like the, the D&D horror story was this story. Yeah. I, 
I played D and D, and it played just like D and D. Yeah, you're not very entertaining. Uh, I'm glad you had fun though. But you had fun <laughs> you're doing you great, sweetie. With the rest <laughs> of the world, sometimes D and D played in the moment is more fun than reading about how D and D went. <laughs> That's the thing. I will try to tell other people stories of what we did, and it's so much cooler when we were playing it. But then I'm like, yeah, we're in a house and we talk to people. And everybody's like, okay. <laughs> you had a conversation <laughs> with your friends? I... <laughs> uh, but, oh. but thank you for sharing uh, uh, food poisoning. I'm glad you had a great first D&D memory. And yeah. I hope Gaston is doing well. Please I hope send he's him doing my love. Well. I hope no one else is like Gaston. Yeah. No one fights like Gaston. Hey. Hey, you want to know a little secret about me? I played, I played LeFou in That's our in our high school bud. in our high school's rendition of Beauty and the Beast. So I'm right there. I'm Wait, right that was there. Beauty I'm, and the Beast. I'm right there next to him. I'm right there next to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were really confused, producer, when you just got on stage and started going TikTok, TikTok, because that wasn't in the script. I kind of thought we were doing like a, like a, what do you call that? uh uh mimicry? no like we were doing like an homage like a musical performance homage to the guy that made the melted clock painting salvador dali yeah i thought that's what we were, that the, the tiktok this it worked you managed to have those two things aligned so that everyone kind of understood what you were do- anyways let's get back oh, to D. yeah another one yeah give me um, i'm gonna get rid of this one <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'll I'll read mine that I have <laughs> now, which I feel like just from reading the title is much more of a horror story. And this is from R slash D D horror stories. And it is from user scruffy underscore beard spelled with beard spelled with two E's and no A. Beard. Yeah. So <clears throat> the title of this horror story is in quotations, that's what my character would do. Uh oh. So, it's pretty mild, since the campaign didn't run that long. It was my first campaign, Tomb of Annihilation, but the DM was experienced enough that I wasn't worried. The party was made up of four players. Me, a monk, a ranger, a barbarian, and a sorceress. For context, he is the monk. Um, The sorceress is our issue. She was a tiefling, wild magic sorceress who was prone to sleeping with anything and everything that moved while in town. This itself wasn't terrible, as these escapades were not role-played at all, thank God. The problem was that after her nighttime activities, she would force the party to come looking for her as she partook in the hospitality of whomever she decided to bone that night. One time, it took three in-game days to find her. Strike one. If you've ever played Tomb of Annihilation... You know that a good deal of the early game is navigating the jungle, trying to find your way to wherever it is you're trying to go. Three chances for encounters every night. We set up watches. She tried to weasel her way out of watch duty as often as possible, and if something did happen during her watch, she wouldn't warn us. She would hide in the shadows and wait for one of us to respond, then attack from the shadows. That's not one, cool. <laughs> one random encounter we got was an undead Tyrannosaurus at level three. This happened on her watch. She didn't try to wake us. She also didn't hide in the shadows. She just ran and left us to our fate. It was a very narrowly avoided death. Strike two. 
<laughs> she had absolutely no regard for her AOE spells. On one occasion in particular, she cast Flaming Hands into Melee and killed the party's beloved flying monkey, which only her character <laughs> hated, and nearly oh. killed the barbarian. He was left with 5 HP and 4 remaining enemies to fend off. Strike 3. The DM asked her to be more considerate and make concessions to the party so the party could enjoy their time as well. And she got angry. It's what my character would do. I can't help it. In quotations. So the rest of the party, quote, did what their characters would do and paid one of her suitors to get rid of her. I don't know how it played out in the end, since the DM did it in a private session. He wanted to give her one more chance, one-on-one, -on -one, to make it right and let her RP her way out of it. All I do know is that we never saw her, the player, or the character, again. This is a very well, new story. It was posted well, well, well. two hours ago. Oh. That's a shame. Sorry you had to play with that. Uh, user yeah, that Scruffy sucks. Beard. Yep. Um, typical. I don't, I, I've been entirely, I didn't pay attention to all the details. I, I didn't catch if this was like their first play in or if this was the player's first time. It was time. their first campaign, he said. Very oh, typical of first timers. First timer. There's not every person, but there's. And it feels like every first time group. There's a few people that don't really get the memo mm -hmm. about like what mm -hmm. to do, and that, and you get people like that. That's one type it can take. Yeah, as we'll yep. see with others here. But you, yeah, what if you had to chalk? I mean, the guy did a good job of the strike one, strike two, strike three. But if you had to chalk up the uh, the no nos, what would you say were no nos performed by the problem player? I would have already. I would have just done three strikes once you got to the uh, watch stuff. Yeah, because that's <laughs> if you're not going to participate sabotaging. in watches, yeah, that's actively sabotaging your team, quote unquote, mm -hmm. um, and making the game difficult for other people for no reason. That's just not cool. So that and the fun. drawing out the whole because yeah, the adultery thing is funny once, but if you three in game days. Three in-game debt, like, no, no. <laughs> I don't even know who had, I don't, I can't imagine this player being like, guys, this is so much fun. Yeah. I can't, I don't know how you would have been like, I can't, I'm loving it. Like, yeah, yeah, this is funny. Come find, no, at that point, I mean, honestly, I feel like in our group, if it's like, oh, you're not back within the day, fine, you live here now, bud. You live here <laughs> now, bye-bye. We're, yeah. we're leaving. Have fun. We're, yeah, I just, have fun I with your new like life partner i guess yeah. yeah i just don't deal with that stuff i mean it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna go out of your way to not be with the party you deserve anything you get like if yeah. you if you have a like a, a, a i don't want to be mean but like a lily liver dm i know harsh words um <laughs> so yeah. so rude oh my gosh pertuse it if you have a dm that's like oh well uh you We'll we'll like see what happens, and you can we'll have more sessions with just you, so that way we see what happens with your character. Consider yourself lucky. If it were me, it'd be like, oh, you're just gonna stay, like you're trying to do something there. All right, thanks for coming in. You don't have to come next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like letting go from a company. If yeah. you're not gonna be a part of the main story, I don't need to tell your story. That's my Bye -bye. job as the DM is to tell the main story. Uh, it's just it's just not fun for anybody i give me yeah. get out of here except for maybe you but i ain't here to please you i'm here to help <laughs> <with> my friends <laughs> they don't explain it but i'm guessing because they were saying it's their first campaign it was probably the other player's first campaign as well that's what i'm figuring um so learning experience 
learning yeah. experience. Like you said, like, like that. Yeah, like you two were saying earlier, uh, usually there's something like that in the early group. We mm -hmm. dealt with it ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and eventually you find the concrete base. You find the ones that aren't going to cause issues and you stick with them. And that's where we are. Mm -hmm. So just keep playing the game. Keep doing you. What was your mm -hmm. name again? Scruffy Beard. Scruffy Beard. <laughs> I will say about the watches thing, I think there's some leniency. I think if your character is like, I don't want to do watches and vocalizes that to the party, that works. No. But I think you still need to eventually do a watch. I think that like yeah. you just have a cowardly character that's like, ghost, and they don't want to. I think no. that's, if, if that was it. it was, yeah. yeah, do like a Shaggy or Scooby type thing where the second <laughs> they hear anything go bump in the night, they're like, guys, wake up, wake, guys, up, wake up, everyone wake up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would be good, yeah. But, okay. Uh, any final thoughts about Scruffy Beard's post? I think you just gotta just. I mean, it doesn't sound like from how he ended it that he was like dissuaded jaded. or jaded. Yeah. yeah. So keep playing the game. Yeah, keep playing keep the up game. With it. Find your people. We believe in you, Scruffy Beard. Ooh. All right, Jordan. I believe you have a story for us. All right, I have one. Uh, don't remember what subreddit it's from, but the user is that's a lot of oranges. Uh, uh, uh. Mm. Okay. Uh, so the the title is a D and D horror story from my table about a min maxing rogue who ruined the game for everyone else at the table. Backstory: I've been the DM of my group, which contains a fighter, a wizard, and our problem player, the rogue. The issue began in session zero when the players were turning their character sheets. I noticed the player had a sixteen in dex. This doesn't make sense to me, so I confronted the player about it, and he said it's the primary stat for rogues. This should have been a big red flag, but I reluctantly let him play because we're a small group and couldn't afford to lose another member. The second red flag came when combat first started. The players were confronted by a group of goblins. The rogue immediately pulls out a rapier. Apparently, he insists that there's some obscure rule in one of the books that lets him use his decks for the attack and damage modifier when wielding his overpowered weapon. I should have kicked him out right there, but I didn't want to ruin the game night for everyone else, so I sighed and let him continue. This is when the real horror story starts. After he rolls and hits the goblin, the rogue announced, okay, I'm going to roll my sneak damage. I was instantly taken aback, what, no, you're not hidden and the goblin sees you. Plus, being hidden wouldn't even do extra damage, it would just mean you have advantage on the attack. The rogue pointed to another obscure rule somewhere in one of his books that he insisted would let him do an extra 1d6 when one of his allies was within five feet of the target so the swashbuckler feature mm -hmm. <laughs> and if that's not bad then uh this increase with level meaning at level 20 he would be able to do an extra 10d6 damage and here's the kicker you know what i said uh you know how I said this ability requires an ally to be near a target? Well, turns out the rogue had been intentionally standing close to the fighter so that he could use this ability on whatever enemy was nearby. Min-maxing is one thing, but straight up metagaming like that was a bridge too far. Needless to say, I told him that this ridiculous ability wasn't allowed at the table. He insisted as an overpowered, despite the fact that with the damage on his rapier plus the sneak attack bonus, he'd be doing over twice the damage that the wizard was with his quarterstaff or the fighter was doing with punching. When I finally got him to accept that I wasn't going to allow this overpowered garbage, he got pouty and asked, all right, can I restat my characters a different class? 
sneak attack is kind of a core feature for rogues and if we're not going to use it then i'd rather play a different class that's when i finally made the smart move and told him to get out unfortunately we had to cancel the game since there were no longer enough players but no DD is better than bad DD. tldr metagaming munchkin tries to win at my table got kicked out when he couldn't accept the dm ruling this has to be ironic um this has to be problems in that story there are problems on all fronts well but there's like some deep cuts jordan there's (laughs) but he has to be ironic there's no way every single ruling that the dm was like some obscure rule are like canon actual normal rules yeah every single one I feel like we just read a horror story from the perspective of a horror of the person. I, yeah, no, that's why I'm a traitor. That's why I'm over here like Good this, pick. Has to be, this has to be completely ironic. There's you, no I, yeah, way. No. And I both just like, yeah, no, this has to we be were... from the point of the problem. Yeah, the poor rogue. I, honestly, I even <laughs> used the kimono emoji, and I never use that. Why? So, what? Are you... Yeah, no, it's that whole post is just it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Like. <laughs> Finesse is a weapon feature for rapiers and other weapons that lets yes. you strength or dex for attack and damage modifier. Rogues get ad- if they get advantage on an attack, they get you to do get sneak. sneak damage. Or if it's swashbuckler and it's only one enemy, then they mm-hmm. get it. But if it's not swashbuckler, if it's any other, and an ally was then is five feet of an enemy, you get sneak attack. Yeah. Which it sounded it's, like that's what they were talking about. I couldn't. The, I the couldn't tell thing. if it was the. I couldn't tell if it was the, trying to use the flanking rule or the swash. Or swash swashbuckler feature i couldn't well, tell which one that was but yeah no it was that's that's a mm-hmm. D rule <laughs> even without flanking uh if you're a rogue that's not a swashbuckler and you have an ally within five feet of an enemy mm-hmm. you get sneak on the attack yeah. that you make so like that's why tj when he plays cosma always is like i need someone standing next to yeah <laughs> uh, yeah that's a normal rogue feature that's, no yeah that's a rogue rule <laughs> And this and this rogue was like, I'm trying to play a rogue, and the DM kept going, I don't like your feature. No. <laughs> and the comparison is like, I don't know how this martial rogue was able to outdamage my wizard's quarterstaff how and dare. my fighter's fists, which don't scale. They are literally just the strength modifier plus one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad that this person thinks they're in the right. I'm yeah. really mad. Uh, this that's a lot of oranges, but you're not. This is not the move. This is a. Co- I'm making a call out post on my twitter.com of that's a lot of oranges. Yeah, yeah no, uh, you are in the wrong, and I'm sorry. You were really mean to your player for no reason. Look up, the, if you're going to play the game, know the rules, at least if for the character classes. Yeah, if you're going to DM, look into the character classes of your players. My goodness, Levi, thoughts? You're kind of quiet over there. Sorry, I found another story, and the title is just shocking me in amazement. But this is, yeah, no, this is... um. <laughs> I, I was just, I mean, Pertusa and I, sadly, we don't usually do visuals for the podcast episodes, but if you could see us, <laughs> because we do have our, like, face cams on to look at each other, and we were both, like, jaw open, agape in horror as Jordan continued to read this. I'm going to send ridiculous. you the video, we'll make a short, we'll make a short of the reactions. Yeah, like, of how ridiculous... <laughs> This DM just Here, sat, like I can again, give you like a again. buzzer shot. Yeah, <laughs> like I I was so 
immediately coming out of the story, I was just repeating over and over again, this has to be ironic. There's no way. <laughs> it, it has There's to, no I way. I really hope that it's not. Oh it my if God. it's a troll, if it's like a well put together, where they're just like, I'm going to try and make the worst horror story. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like, I cannot fathom a human being doing all that, that wrong. Being that wrong, claiming to be a good DM, and then being like, all of these obscure rulings that they found it when their me. main rules. It's just the player's handbook. Yes. The player's handbook entry for rogues. <laughs> and most of those Ooh. rules haven't, weren't even like editions in 5th edition. They've been here for a long well, time, too. Like, I cannot... <sighs> comprehend it not being ironic it's, so i'm choosing to believe this is a very elaborate joke it was a, a test it's all a bit <laughs> it was a test for this reddit to see if they could find all the problems yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i once heard a wise man say if you want to know how wrong you are post something on the internet <laughs> yes Yes, I need precisely. to find that post again and look at the comments because i didn't look at the comments but i i guarantee that oh. they're gold Gold star on that fine, Jordan. You yeah, had us yeah. twisted up. Because I I've thought you were reading it like you were like actually yeah. like, I can't believe this rogue. And I was like, like, I was, <laughs> who's going to kill him? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. No, having now, read the rogue features, I knew what I, saw, I was talking about. I was, oh, you made me so happy when you were like, I can't believe this DM either. I was like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you raised me up. No, uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, I really, I know you have a lot for Tuesdays, but I really want to read this one, and it's it's okay, it's kind of short. Okay, okay, it is titled "Annoying Player Eats Librarian." Now, hold on, I take offense to that. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this might not be as bad as some of the stories here, but it is still really annoying, although funny. To set the scene, I have four good friends who are playing in this campaign. In the interest of privacy, I will be using their character names. They are Cubert a slime folk ranger, discreet, a tiefling sorcerer warlock, aura boris, dragonborn druid rogue, and no name, pronounced oh, pronounced num num. Nunum. No, 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 num Jack o' lantern, cleric wizard. Why what what were they? So we, no, no. we got some homebrew, we got some homebrew going on. Um so a couple of weeks ago, we met, meet up for the first session starting from level 5. I had told the players beforehand that, okay, so this guy's the DM. I had told the players beforehand that this, unlike some of my previous campaigns, was serious. Okay. I expected Num Num to act up a bit. He was the reason for my Horde of the Dragon Queen game turning into a dragon taming simulator. Don't ask me how. But that was in a campaign where it was fine. So I expected a few shenanigans, which I got. However, that was nothing compared to what Qbert did. <laughs> we have a bullet Not list. Hubert. We have a Not bulleted Hubert. list. Qbert's crimes. What do you mean? Having his background be acolyte. But whenever I mentioned him being a part of a religious group, he said that Hubert wasn't. Claiming that 4E was better than 5E, then saying that I should have been DMing this in 4E. In parentheses, I had been planning this for months using 5E and had never even DMed 4E before and we were in the middle of the adventure. Trying to eat the books in the library. Trying to eat the librarian and getting a nat 20. 
re-rolling rolls until he gets a nat 20. I just watched him every time and took the first one he got. Kidnapping Ouroboros and Num-Num and throwing them off a cliff. Orum no num num had featherfall, so they were fine. Saying that Ouroboros didn't get a long rest because he was on guard duty, so he wasn't at full HP, so the attack from a lizard folk should have killed him. I actually want to know, is that a thing that makes sense because everyone in the party agreed that he didn't get a long rest? Um, assuming the teleportation circle was a portable hole, just because it said it was ten, just because I said it was ten feet in diameter, even after an NPC gave clear dialogue, they had incited him, telling them it was a teleportation circle, and I, as the DM, told him it was a teleportation circle. He has an eighteen in intelligence. Proceeding to try and pick up the portable hole, after failing that, trying to pick up the floorboards, after failing that. Proceeding to barf up the librarian, who was the NPC's daughter, <laughs> making a terrible Breaking Bad joke, then trying to tie that into his backstory. What? <laughs> trying to deal drugs, though I did let him do this one. <laughs> trying to have significant character development without me knowing about it, without anything related to it being tied into the backstory he sent me. What I mean by this is he tried seeing if a character named Walter was in the location. Oh my. <laughs> I wanted to know where this was going, so I said yes. Then tried he tried doing a drug deal with Walter and then claimed that to be character development because of something in his backstory. He told me his backstory was Cubert defeated a dark wizard, making him well known in the Underdark. He then left the Underdark trying to turn into a car. <laughs> Becoming Batman. Uh, yeah. This one isn't actually his fault. Killing my modified ochre jellies using non-magic attacks. I modified them so that they were, if they were killed with non-magic attacks, they would split into two weaker ochre jellies. Running away once there were three of them, leaving Ouroboros to die. That's funny. <laughs> uh, and finally... Insulting an encounter I had been planning since I had started playing the campaign. The encounter happened the first time a character died, Ouroboros died. The dead player would wake up in a room of the player's description. Um, an entity known as the Wise One would offer them a deal, allowing them to return to life if they agreed to take a level in Warlock next time they leveled up. Hubert's player said this was dumb, a dumb thing that I made up on the spot because I didn't want Ouroboros to die. Because I didn't let him die earlier because he didn't heal from a long rest. <clears throat> Uh, overall, while some of it was quite funny and some of it wasn't entirely his fault, it was still super annoying to deal with. So, I have shared this story with you. I love Cubert! Oh, what a shame! This... Oh, this person... <laughs> I love I the ones that have bulleted lists on different. them. Oh, the bulleted lists ones are so funny. This, this, this sounds like Terran on crack! I... This it person. was terrible if he didn't actually stop himself when he said something <laughs> would be funny. Well, it's a, there's a whole nother level, because this person was apparently actually annoying because <laughs> of their insistence on things. It reminds me of another friend we have because of their insistence on oh, things yeah. working the way they want it to. But it's... It just worked out comedically every time. Yeah. It was only <laughs> funny. <laughs> That's the funniness of it makes me think of Taryn. Because I wasn't focusing on the being annoying part. It was just the like, 
What is the most bizarre off the- Like, we're asking for Walter? See, this makes me think of Walmart group, because, like, uh, not really spoilers, but one person in my Walmart group very frequently gets very drunk in the sessions, because he thinks, his opinion, is there no other way to play D&D than drunk? And he does this stuff. He'll just be like, it's the paladin. He'll just be like, hey, can I, like, fly? <laughs> I can't breathe. And I just, this made, this whole thing just made me think is, kids... Don't D&D and drink. Mm-hmm. Don't drink do. in D&D. Because then we get these stories. And, we and it's true. wonderful. It's funny. My favorite was the, Just... the attempt to insert Breaking Bad into his backstory. <laughs> Mine was the car. but I, you... I want to know if... the details of the car. <laughs> If you are going to drink in D&D, make sure everyone's doing it, not yeah, just yeah. you. Everyone at the same time. Because if one no. person does do it, that. it can be annoying. Taryn's not of age, Jordan. Not, but he not yet. He would do it anyway. But... <laughs> He's not oh. of age yet. I'm we could travel over should. to, like, Ireland, where he would be. <laughs> just those German. of us that can drink, we should, we should yeah. D&D and drink. Oh I'd man! Up. Uh, um, I, I forgot to say the username. Oh yeah, this, person. Uh-huh. this is user Ported Cannon five six five. So thank oh. you, Ported Cannon five six five, for sharing I... with us Hubert's crime. I am both sorry and thankful <laughs> that you encountered Hubert. <laughs> but a funny My condolences, one. but for the shock value and comedic timing, perfect. Oh. Well, um, that was a funny. Should we get into a not funny now? Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. Uh, I um, I kind of think this one will be more interesting. We'll back bounce. We'll bounce back to the other one. Here I have a post. Zero upvotes. Posted three hours ago. R slash crit crab. U slash gumbanomicon. I'm assuming it's the necronomicon for Gumby. Gumby. <laughs> Has anyone ever had a player build a character that is more intelligent than they are? All right. <laughs> so I was GMing a homebrewed campaign world with custom races. This is all published now. Wow. But back then, this was an early playtest with some novice players. On this homebrewed world, there are racial variants of both goblin and orc. The primary difference being that goblins are very intelligent and willing to sacrifice anything to further their own knowledge and understanding of the world. Ooh and orcs are the most honorable of the races. That sounds like hobgoblins and verdan with extra steps, but okay. Sure. Uh, they spelled physical wrong, but I'm just going to say physical. They they said uh, pisical. Physical characteristics regarding size and appearances are roughly the same. The two species live together in communities, and it's common for an orc and goblin to pair up for adventuring. Fair enough. So, the two players in question create a goblin and orc along with the rest of the group. The goblin, Nibbly, will do all the thinking, and the orc, Gruel, will protect the goblin. Everything progresses nicely the first couple of sessions, and the novice players are getting the hang of the game and loving it. Great for you. Oh, did I read the username? Yeah, you slash Gumbanomicon. Uh, good for you, Gumbanomicon. They do manage to get separated from the group and actually are attempting to play catch-up. The rest of the group is a couple days ahead of them and even decides they will camp a few days and wait for the stragglers. What a nice group. Uh, I make sure to explain to the orc and goblin that they do not know the party is waiting up ahead and that would be considered out-of-character knowledge, which is fair. They get the gist and continue to play accordingly. Nibli and Gruel stumble upon a human body laying in the road and determine he is alive. 
They made some first aid rolls, which helped the human gain consciousness while also discerning that he has two broken legs. Oh. The man, the man explains to them that he is a traveling merchant and that bandit stole his wagon and broke his legs and just left him on the side of the road. How mean! Nibley and Gruel were not asked for aid, but decided to help this merchant reach the next town, even oh. though they are in a hurry to catch up to the other group. That's nice. I don't. I'm, kind souls. I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. This is uh. the, the opposite of murder hobos at this mm. point. Yeah, helping hobos or helping. helping hobos. I don't. I, They're I don't, helping a <laughs> hobo. No. <I'm> <laughs> uh, they travel for most of the day, dragging the man in a sort of stretcher they made out okay. of tree branches okay. and a blanket. Okay. Yeah, we <laughs> all the a roller coaster of that. <laughs> I was concerned. You could hear it in my voice. Dragging the man in a stretcher. <laughs> that was one of those things where the sentence, like, it, it ended before stretcher and then the next line started with stretcher, so I didn't know. Oh. Um, everything is going well. On this world, demons exist in a physical, you spelled it right this time, manner and have a society all their own. The players recently discovered that a nearby city had been burned by an army of demons and refugees are a common sight in the area. Good world building makes sense. What the group did not know was that the army was traveling the same road for quite some time. Nibley and Gruel succeed in making a perception check and realize the army is behind them and coming their way. They even hear sounds uh, that people are currently tracking the members of the group because they had previously helped some people escape. So hellhounds are not after Nibley or Gruel, but they don't know but they don't know that, and the players actually panic. I told them, you don't have a lot of time before the hounds are here, and suggest they quickly speak in character about what to do. They agree and decide they cannot outrun the hounds and demons by dragging the man behind them. I am thinking they just need to hide. <laughs> they might just run and leave the merchant to his fate. Okay. Okay, so we're getting into like a giant paragraph here, and that's the end, but... So what do we think Nibley and Gruel are going to do? They know they're being chased by demons. They're told that they can't outrun them with this man. The DM just wanted them to hide, but they seem like they're going to leave him behind. What What do you think they're going to do? Place your bets. I don't know. They've been very kind thus far. I really want to believe the best in people, but I don't think it's going to be in my favor. I'm going to say that they're going to continue to be good. Because they've not betrayed that thus far. Wow. Cannon fodder. Uh, <laughs> people in the comments, guess what Nibley and Gruel are going to do and don't you dare look it up. <laughs> so, they're speaking in character and next to the merchant and I let them know the hounds will be to them in three rounds. Nibley the goblin with the super high intelligence says, Gruel, we need bait. I will hold this human down and you use your great axe and chop his arm off. Yep. Then we will tie the arm to a rope and hang it from a tree. Why not one of his legs? They were already broken. <laughs> I, Gumba Namakon, the DM, tell them a round is only six seconds, and you have three rounds before they are here. They pause and say, this is the only way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I, I prepared myself for a horrific... Results and I was not disappointed. This man and Nibley proceeds to hold the merchant down. At which point, the merchant stabs Nibley with a dagger. Then the player playing Nibley says, "Hey, you never said he had a knife." <laughs> I, 
Gumbonomicon, the DM, calmly replied, he is a traveling merchant who had a wagon. You had ample time to search the merchant while he was unconscious, and even after he woke, you traveled with him all day and never asked him if he was armed. A concealed dagger is not unheard of, and you are a goblet who is small-sized. So now, Nibbly panics. I roll first aid on myself. I tell him the hounds are almost here. He says, if I don't roll it, the hounds will smell my blood, so can I just roll already? I allow him to roll, and he stops the bleeding. That's nice, I guess. Yeah. I tell them one round left. Gruel says, we attack. <laughs> and <laughs> and Nibbly and Gruel battle the hounds and fail. <laughs> I should mention, I was only using wolf statistics for this encounter. <laughs> Not that it mattered. The hounds were tracking, doing what was expected of them, and then they attacked. They defended themselves and went back to doing the task at hand. Ignoring the mauled goblin and orc, they didn't even bother with the merchant. So the real hero in this story, the merchant, who knows an army of demons is coming, tends to the Niblian gruel, helping stabilize them. The demon <gasps> army is oh on the gosh. march, but it's at least another 30 minutes or so before they would arrive. The merchant, with two broken legs, manages to push the <laughs> goblin and orc off the side of the road, and they roll down into a ditch. The merchant follows... Um, let's see I told them they were lucky the merchant needed them to get to the next town and they never got a reward for helping the merchant <laughs> they eventually caught up to the group which consisted of veteran players I think that's it honestly I think they were pre- they were doing the goblin orc stereotype pretty good there for the- uh, <laughs> we attack <laughs> I stab his arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you slash Gumbanomicon. An interesting story. Uh, I, I think your players were a little, a little silly. Yeah. I also think your desire to make non-stereotypical goblin and orcs was a failure. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. I know you said it is now published and it might be doing well, but uh, uh, what, what's the famous quote in Shakespeare that people always misquote? A rose by any other name or something like that? Yeah. 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 A goblin by any other. <laughs> Um, <laughs> precisely. So, but you know, it seems he does has an after like a footnote here that says, uh, this scenario, how this scenario played out caused so much laughter from the other players. So at least some people have Rightfully, fun. that's <laughs> beautiful. That's good. Uh, good for you, Gumbanomicon. That was Subjective Hero by Gumbanomicon. I really, I, I'm so happy for the merchant <laughs> afterwards. All right, you guys got one more. Someone else got another one. Well, that one's an SFW, so no. <laughs> okay, if not, I I have I still have two more, but I could cut one. We're going a little late. I don't want is the NSFW one is really short, and it's not like it's not really bad in SFW, in my opinion. It just in it just involves a child, a, a baby being born. That's okay. that's the NSFW they're being part. born. Not okay. like they're they're not like explaining it. Well, I know. I just I was waiting. The title is you mean my is DM made me impregnate a werewolf. That's the oh title. my gosh. <laughs> but it is one, two, three, four, five, six lines long. Go for it. Do it. I do. Right. I do want to Go know it. how it happened. Yeah. Okay, so it was just was. a normal night of Dungeons and Dragons with the boys in a VC. My DM 
decided that it would be fun if the town we lived in got invaded by werewolves. My character, Sourdough, being the noble warlock, decided to fend off the werewolves. Long story short, while in combat with one of the werewolves, I told my DM that using Sourdough's bonus action, I would like to German suplex the werewolf if he allowed me to. This is the part where things go wrong. My DM mistakes German suplex for a sex position, and now Sourdough is expecting a child with the werewolf. <laughs> And the top, the top rated comment is the most important question here is, will the child be named Fido? That... Rover. I'm so sorry. Also, it's really funny because the cat, the title's in all caps. <laughs> so it's, my dear made me impregnate a werewolf. <laughs> You've rendered him speechless. You broke the it. It'd be a German soup. It'd be like a round, like a round, <laughs> six seconds. Like how? I guess that's all he needed. Oh. I will. My lawyers uh, told me not to finish this joke. I just... uh, <laughs> somebody finish something. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I still have my last one. I, I've I've cut it down to one. If do you have anything, Jordan, before I do I, my last? I have a quick one that I haven't read all the way through, so we'll see how this goes. Sounds it's great. Titled D and D Horror Story from R slash D and D. Uh, user Emmett one two three one two three from a year ago. Woo. Okay, so in the start, he came to the game without a sheet and asked the DM a ton of questions which slowed down the game, not at all a big deal, but then after making the orc barbarian, I was talking to another player and he interrupted four times. <laughs> then he stopped the game in its tracks and dominated the game doing a ton of things that uh, had, I think that's supposed to say drastic, had drastic consequences without asking and he did this for more than 30 minutes. Anytime I tried to talk, he interrupted me and I couldn't get any, and I couldn't get more than a sentence out. After I made a joke saying I spit on him when he rolled to find out if he saw and he rolled low and then argued with the DM and decided that somehow he did know. So he started combat with me when he did what the spelling in this is atrocious. He started combat with me when he did as a support character. I rolled low. He rolled high and one shot killed me. As part of the game, another player can't kill another player, so I healed myself and took a long rest to come back. Teacher. He asked if I was mad, to which I replied I was. Teacher, <laughs> I think Pertusa had a question. Yes. Uh -uh. Keep going. This is oh, what I'm I... very invested in. Okay, how, how this happened? This guy running away with this. Where was the DM? I don't know. Go on, he asked going. if I was mad, to which I replied I was. He couldn't seem to figure out why and never apologized. I'll admit after this point I stopped caring and debated just quitting. The problem is my DM is really fun to play with and is genuinely very funny as is the other player I don't want to drop out. I debated DMing him, uh, but my dungeon master recently reached out and said I could file a report, which I did. I don't want him banned, but I do want him to know that what he did was not cool. File a report I, online, I something, know. I guess. Yeah, it must be like some kind of online corporate <laughs> play D&D with people. Oh, whatever. Um, Where was the DM involved in the person getting a highlight for like 40 minutes yeah. by themselves and doing whatever they wanted? Where was the DM being like, okay, 
No, we're gonna see what anyone else does. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, Lily Livered. Sorry, I said it yeah. again. Right. Or just like don't if he if people don't want to die to PvP and that's not something in your game, why allow PvP? Liam <laughs> can stop something at any time, but you yep. know, I mean, just because you roll the dice doesn't mean that it actually happens. <laughs> it's there's. I don't. I, I want to do a dang study on this since I have my psych, my bachelor's in psych. I want to do a study on people that play D anD D for the first time, and somehow they they exhibit a a feature of being like the main character, main character syndrome. Yes, but I want to like boil that down and like get a sample and see if there's any correlates like personality type mm. or upbringing or something like that. How was your childhood? Because I mean, like. You, it's it's not it's one off incidents for people, but it's statistically significant enough that there's random groups of yeah. people that all have one person that's like, no, I do hear them. I'm gonna join that fight, or I'm doing something. Focus on me. There's enough people that do that that I no, want to know what's some. going on. Yes, I want to know. I want to understand them because I think I think they just need my help. <laughs> I do. I do want them. to. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can fix them. Uh, I do want to. This is a little bit off topic, but I forgot I didn't say the name of Mister. My DM made me impregnate a werewolf. So the user is anime enthusiastic. User anime Amazing. enthusiastic. All one word. Username tracks. Uh, okay. I was about to say, are you sure it wasn't intentional then? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have one last one. Go ahead. In the night. Still same Reddit. I have you slash Dungeon Diva 88. Yeah. <clears throat> this is called The Tale of Groomsh. Okay. <laughs> it was supposed to be a fun night of gaming with friends. But as soon as the campaign started, it became clear that Dave... Just, just out, out in his name. Not had Dave. no interest in playing by the rules. Dave's character, a half-orc barbarian, that coincidental, named Groomsh, was built solely for combat, had no social skills or regard for other players' enjoyment. At first, we tried to be patient with Dave. We thought maybe he was just excited or nervous. But as the night went on, his behavior became more and more disruptive. He constantly interrupted other players and the DM, talked over people, and refused to listen to any suggestions or feedback. Things went from bad to worse when Groom started stealing from other party members during rests. He claimed it was in character. That's what my character would do. But it was clear that he was just trying to stir up trouble. He also refused to participate in combat unless it directly benefited his character leaving other party members to fight alone. It was clear that Dave wasn't interested in playing a collaborative game. He only cared about his own character and seemed to take pleasure in ruining the experience for everyone else. No matter how much we tried to reason with him, he wouldn't listen or change his behavior. As the night wore on, tensions rose and the game became less and less enjoyable. It wasn't long before people started packing up their things and leaving one by one. Oh no! In the end, only a handful of us were left, but the damage had already been done. The campaign had been ruined by Dave. Um, Dang, Dave. After that disastrous night, the rest of us decided we couldn't keep playing with Dave. We spoke to him about his behavior and asked him to change, but he refused to listen. So we made the difficult decision to kick him out of the group. 
When we met for our next session, we explained to Dave he was no longer welcome to play with us. He showed up. Oh, I, I no. think they like decided to kick him, and then we're gonna tell him. Oh, okay. I think from the wording. At first, he seemed surprised and tried to argue with us, but we stood firm. Good for you, Dungeon Diva eighty-eight. That's when he made a scene. Oh Uh-oh. no! Dave started shouting and accusing us of being unfair. He threw his dice across the table and flipped his character sheet, scattering papers everywhere. We tried to calm him down, but he wasn't having it. Eventually, we asked, had to ask him to leave. It was a tough situation, but we knew we made the right choice. We couldn't let one person ruin the game for everyone else. In the end, we found a new player who was a better fit for a group, and the campaign continued without any further issues. Uh, they even have... This is like an anime ending. Looking back on that experience, I've learned that it's important to set boundaries and not let toxic behavior go unchecked. While it's never easy to kick someone out of a group, sometimes it's necessary for the sake of everyone's enjoyment. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. I'm glad we got the after school special lesson at the end. Yeah. yeah. You want to know something really interesting about that story? Hmm. What? It was a fake. Did you make it all up? It was fabricated by ChatGPT. It made the Chat whole story. ChatGPT <laughs> dang That's thing. so cool. I, I the asked power it. of AI. That's could neat. You, I said, could you write me a fictitious D&D 5e horror story from the perspective of a player about another player who has poor etiquette and made the game less fun for everyone else? Uh, and then I also said, could you also generate a fake name for a Reddit user? <laughs> That is so cool. Uh, you couldn't uh, tell the difference too much, could you? No. <laughs> In 10 years, we're going to be sharing these spaces with AI. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry, ChatGPT. replaced with AI. Models. Sorry that you had to deal with Dave and his and his half-work barbarian groom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But... Now you, the audience, can replicate that story so it becomes real. Yeah, wait, <laughs> don't <what>? be groomed. <laughs> um, but for real audience, tell us your actual horror stories in the comments, or yes. do what I just did and tell us your Chat GPT one because I think this yeah. is really funny. You yeah. can do some crazy stuff, maybe. If we like them, we'll feature them <laughs> in the next time we do this, whenever we'll that's going to be. Heck yeah, yeah we, we like to take a couple months break between them, so it might be a while. Or, or if week. you give us another, we may do another one sooner. Yeah, we could True. do another one sooner if you give us like. At least two each, just six down there, you know? Yeah, like 60, hopefully. 60. Just one person makes 60 comments, just, can we yes. keep? We'll just have enough content for like the next few months off of one yeah. person alone, please. Okay. Uh, any final notes about Reddit Horror Stories, everybody? Uh, funny. No D&D hey. is better than bad D&D. Keep Amen. making the ones with the bullet points. They're always funny. They're the always so the bullet funny. Points, <laughs> the listed bullet points tend to be funny, so keep making those. I like those. Mm-hmm. What was the one that we had last time that was like the list of the things I hate about my D&D group? Yes, it was just like, it was like, here's why my D&D group is entirely bad. And it was like <laughs> 50% correct and 50% the DM so being like really overbearing. Uh, oh, I remember that. Yeah, because they had like an airship or something. Don't be evil. <laughs> I'm sorry for your bad experiences, but if they're funny bad, I'm yeah. a little sorry, but know. not as sorry. Yeah, yeah I want to know. Because I'm grateful for getting to laugh at them. Yes. Exactly. It's funny to laugh at. Sorry you're in that situation. but. <laughs> uh, and that's Reddit D&D Horror Story. Chat GPT. Hold on. 
I need an outro for our podcast about this topic. Let's see what they say. And this is when we reveal that Pertuzit's been a robot the entire time. <gasps> Pertuzit was the chat GPT we made along the way. <laughs> I'm, this is going to be too freaking long, chat GPT. This is too long. I'm not going to like read the all last this. five sentences. Okay. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast, D&D Horror Stories. Happy gaming. <laughs> I read the first sentence and the last sentence. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, and we're out. <laughs> hey, we hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. If you really like our content, make sure to like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications on YouTube, and look for us on Spotify. If you'd like to see us continuing to do more fun projects in the future, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can find our page linked in the description above all of our other social media links. And finally, if you'd like to keep up with the zany shenanigans of our lives and check out some more skit-based content and things like that, check us out on Twitter and TikTok. Links in the description. And hey, thanks. <laughs>